Well, hello everybody. It's so good for me to be back at ST, STT. It's not like we're not here because uh, there at our mission, we follow STT online every time. I, I want to say thank you to the leaders who opted to put the whole service on. In the old days, they just brought Pastor Zarlingo out, which was okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we just love worshiping. We, we do this. We love worshiping with you. You are our church. And as a missionary sent out from this church, I would speak for missionaries across the globe who enjoy the fellowship of this church the way we can over the screen in our home. So thank you very much. And I bring special greetings to you from my wife, Esther. And uh, Jody and uh, Michael Bunn, as we are all working together. We are just enjoying each other so much. I'm working now as a uh, facilitator, a presenter. That's the official words that they give me. It's like I'm a teacher. What happens is every year about 50 to 60 missionary candidates come through our place on their last stop before they get to the field. And we work with them on attitudes and heart postures, working with them on spiritual vitality while you are on the mission field. We work with them on how to work with other people that are closely working with you. When you get type one people all together, <laughs> STT was a good class for me. <laughs> we teach uh, also how to adapt yourself into a new culture because many of the people who come to us are going to places in the world to do Bible translation where there is no Bible, where people don't know Jesus. They have to learn new language. They have to learn new customs. They bring their children into this place. Some of the places are antagonistic to the gospel of Jesus. And this is the young people that, you know, the average age of the last class that we had was 32. This average age that I'm working with right now is 36. We got a 21-year-old. We got a 62-year-old person. This is, this is the joy for me. I remember when we left Smithtown Gospel Tabernacle four years ago. I cried out to the Lord when, when we left. I, I, I cried. I said, so what am I going to do now? I'm in my 70s. What, what is there for me to do? You always think, who's going to hire me? I mean, all those are the questions that I ran through my brain. And I want to just tell you that the Lord is so faithful to us. He opened a door for me I, I never would have dreamed. Even my time at Smithtown prepared me for what I'm doing today. And Esther and I talk about it. We say we are in our sweet spot. You like, you know the word sweet spot? Yeah. So we really thank the Lord for it right here. Uh, if you're part of my team, a prayer team, we're going to be speaking in the afternoon after our meeting together as a church. 
But on the missions counter back there, I left some prayer cards if you don't have it. Or you can sign up to be a prayer partner and we would respond to you in that way. So it's good. So when I came back here now and, and I knew I was preaching, um, several guys came up to me. Several people came up to me. Oh, Rich, uh, I remember the last time you preached here. Can you? I barely remember. It says, the last time you preached here, you preached on hell. So, sorry, folks. I, I left you in hell. <laughs> so, t- today I want to speak to you about heaven. Is that good? Is that good? So, we're going to move as a whole body now to a new place in, 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 in it. So, we're going to talk about heaven. When I read through the book of Revelation, there's so much in the book of Revelation that I just can't understand. But one of the things that you read about in the book of Revelation is description of heaven. And it talks a lot about different things about heaven. That again, when John was seeing the vision of heaven, it was like he was seeing stuff that maybe he understood more than I can understand it because of the culture difference and time difference. But... I mean, he was seeing stuff like gates made of, of huge pearls. And that's not normal for me to like dream that kind of thing. But he saw like angels and river flowing and a big tree there in the middle of everything. And he knew that tree was healing for people. He saw all kinds of stuff. And so when you read it, it's, it's kind of like out there a little bit. I think, I, I think you understand what I'm trying to say. But when I read a passage in Scripture, which we're going to read a portion of it now, I read something marvelous. So I would like you to turn in your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. On your own, you could read 6 through 16. But when Paul was talking about things that are unseen, look what he says in uh, verse 9. Things which eye has not seen, ear has not heard, and which has not entered into the heart of man, all what God has prepared for those who love him. So he's talking about stuff that's like out there. A lot of times when people read, they stop at that verse. And they say, oh, there's so much God has prepared for you. You don't know. But that next part of the verse to me is so key. If you look at it, it says, but God has revealed it to us by his spirit. So when Christ comes into our heart, the Spirit of the Lord comes into us, the Father comes and dwells in it, there's an opening of a spiritual gate in our life. When you talk about stuff like in Revelation and heaven and no tears up there and all that kind of thing, people kind of look at you like (laughs) pie in the sky thing, you know, what? little bit crazy stuff. 
This is how people do think about us when we think about it. But the fact of the matter is, I'm standing here today and I know because the Spirit of God has revealed it to me. Now this is really important. This is really important because if you're here today and you don't have that revelation, get on the right side of God. Open your heart to Jesus. Let his spirit come and reveal this stuff to you. The other thing is, you know, in life, we all, we all butt up against hard things. We butt up against losses, death in our lives. And if it were not for the spirit of God, this kind of stuff would just ah, weigh us down so heavily. But there is a revelation, there is a revealing by the Spirit of God to us. So that in time, I don't think we'll ever get over like people we've lost. I don't, uh, maybe some people can, but I mean, my wife, uh, when she was a young girl, uh, her mom gave birth to a child and the child lived three days and died. And I mean, my wife's in her 70s and still, she could talk about Elizabeth. And for some people, the voice of grief, the, go- the voice of anguish, of loss, is so loud in the, in the life. It just overshadows everything. And the message today is, let the voice of heaven and God's plan and future for us Speak into your life. So in the bulletin, uh, oh, I meant to say this right in the beginning. In the bulletin, when you came in, there is a paper. Do you see it? If you didn't get a bulletin, if the ushers are there and have bulletins, just raise your hand. They can walk down. If you're online and watching this, I don't know when they broadcast these things. But you can take a piece of paper and write H-E-A-V-E-N on the side of it. And I want you to work with me on the message today. And we're going to do this together. I'm an, you know, I'm in adult education, so this is part of adult education. We're going we're gonna to talk about heaven. You can see the acrostic there, H-E-A-V-E-N. So take that paper, and I want you to write next to the H the words that start with H, which you would say, oh, this describes heaven. So write down words on your paper that start with H on the side. Now, I'm not going to ask for answers or whatever, but anyway, do it. It's, it's a fun exercise. You at home can do the same thing. Are you writing? Maybe you would write a word like hope. That's a good word. Maybe you would write a place like haven. Okay, heaven, haven, H. Maybe you would write a word like home. Somebody might write, hallelujahs. See, all those words come. Do they come to your mind too? Well, I chose a word, and that is the word holy. The song that uh, Pastor Matt and his team chose today was, notice the emphasis on holy. The Bible says in Hebrews 9, 12, he did not enter by the blood of goats and calves, but he entered into the most Holy place, once and for all, by his own blood, thus securing eternal redemption. You see, he entered the most holy 
place. Heaven is a holy place. Holy God is there. This is why it is so important to realize why Jesus gave himself for us to redeem us from our life of sin. All have sinned, come short of the glory of God. When God made the first people, he breathed into him his own life. So we humans owe our life to God. It's his breath in us. But because we sin, we turn away from God, then we're separated from God. God's design then is to bring us back to him. I preached on hell a long time ago, and when I preach on hell and heaven, you can also hear the word predestiny in there. The word predestiny identifies the final destinations of people making choices today. So when you choose to walk your own way and follow your own life, your own lifestyle, you have chosen where God said you will go. Hell. That place was made for the devil and his angels. But you go that way. That's your choice. God also destined us for heaven. And because we are sinners, we, we already start walking on it. It's Jesus is the one who can buy us back. He can redeem us and put us on the road that God Destined. In the Old Testament, they killed like goats and sheep, brought the blood in to show that a life was given, a sheep life, a goat life was given to, you know, to redeem my life. But blood of animals, a sheep, is not equal. To, I'm made in the image of God. He has his breath in me. An animal is not equal to life given on my behalf. Life of a human has to be given. So that's why Jesus came. He died. And as God, he was able to die for the sins of the whole world. And then when Almighty God raised Jesus from the dead, that was to say, his life is forever good for all of us. That's God. And when our Bible verse says, so Jesus... Raised from the dead. He goes and sits down in the presence of God and holy God in heaven. It's to say, what I did for every one of us here in this room is efficacious. It's good forever, ever, ever. Praise God. Praise God. That's my salvation. And I can't go to heaven on my own. And you can't either. We're not holy. So I wrote the word holy for that reason. All right. What's the next letter? E. Let's go to E. Write down some words there for E. I like watching you. You could write excite, excitement. That's, that's a good word. You could write enjoy. That'd be a good word. I wrote the word everlasting. <laughs> How many wrote everlasting? Yeah, you see, we're on the same wavelength here. Everlasting. Let's look at the Bible verse under everlasting. First Thessalonians 4.17. It 
After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Have you tried to think about forever, ever, forever? What in the world? Forever. I mean, the earth is going to keep going and do stuff. There will be new heaven and earth. Probably repopulation. I, I don't know. Forever. My forever, my, my forever, maybe it will be 90, I hope. No, no. I don't know when. But you guys, this is a forever thing. Hell is a forever thing. Heaven is a forever thing. He who has the Son has life. Whoever doesn't have the Son of God doesn't. And the wrath of God stays on him forever. Boy, I know what side of the fence I want to be on in this issue. I really do. And, and for young people, it's the forever thing. I mean, when I got, mar- when I got married, I, you know, three years down into it, I watched those guys who have been married 10 years. I said, whoa, that's a long time. No, it is. So you don't want to mess with it. You want to be sure that you have everlasting life and think of heaven in that word. Okay, everlasting. Let's think of the letter A. What word would you put down there for A on your paper? A. Alpha and Omega. Amazing. Always. Well, that touches what we just finished. I put the word awesome. Are you at 100%? Awesome. Now, people use the word awesome a lot. I don't know if it's still the vernacular of young people today. Awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. We use it a lot. The other day, uh, I was watching television, and they showed some stuff on the new telescope that they've put out in the skies. And they showed pictures. I hardly understood. You know, there was brown there, and I hardly understand it. Except that guy said that the pictures we're showing you hold billions of stars, just this little picture. And he said the picture is like a grain of sand put on your finger and holding it up like that and standing from the moon and looking at that grain of sand. That's how much. And the guy said, this is just a snapshot. So when I read in the book of Genesis chapter 1, where God was talking about the creation of the world and this and that and the other thing. And then in a little phrase he says, and he made the stars also. These telescope guys are trying to tell me God is awesome. David tried to explain it once. He says, what is man that you are mindful of him? Who are we? And yet we are made in his image. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
I'm staying with Pastor Mike Sinclair and his wife, Cezanne. And they have a little girl named Serene. So I was here several years ago and I saw Serene when she was just a little tiny, tiny baby. But now I'm watching this little girl trying to talk, running around the house. She calls me Pastor Rich already. This is so fun, man, to watch this little kid talk to mom. I watch the mom and mom is laughing at her with her. Dad comes in the house, picks this kid up, goes upstairs to just relax, and he falls asleep with this little kid. It's awesome. It's awesome. Heaven is awesome. What does that mean? No more tears. Do we even understand that? No more tears. No need for sunlight. I don't know. That, what? I don't. Awesome. Even the little pictures that we try to bring about the, the vision of heaven. It's awesome. Revelation 21, 21 says, The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was gold, as pure as transparent glass. Tell me, what, what in the world does that mean? The only thing I can say is, wow. I don't even understand it. Awesome. Awesome. All right, let's go to the next letter. V. H-E-A-V-E-N. V. Write on your paper what V could stand for. What, what word do you choose for V? I wrote a whole bunch of words down. You know, when I pre- look at this on my pa- this I did my paper when I was preparing this wonderful class for you guys. Variety, I wrote variety. Heaven's going to be full of variety. Valiant. Veneration. I don't even know what that means, hardly. <laughs> <laughs> but I finalized on the word victorious. Victoria. Did you do that? Is that the word you got? Victory, victorious. Here's the verse. Here's the verse. Revelation 21.7. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, this is awesome. How do you, escape? How do you get away from this? This is marvelous. Awesome. This is wonderful. Victorious. Now, all of us who've been in the work of the Lord or on the road of the Lord for a while, we all know people who start. But sadly, they, they leave. They fall away. Uh, you know, even in a church of a size like this, we have our children that we're praying for, we're asking God for. Because there come decision moments in their life that they've got to choose. What, what road they're going to walk on. And our encouragement to you young people is this. Be victorious minded. Don't just choose any road. Stay true to the Lord. You're going to face trouble all your life. Come on. Don't let trouble deter you. Make up your mind to follow the Lord. This is your decision. Be victorious. 
Because those who are not victorious will not enjoy heaven. Now think about it. I have two kids. I got five grandkids. I got my first great-grandkid, everybody. Well, I'm great-grandfather. I want to see all of those people in heaven. I want to. You say you love me. You love my family. You love me. Come on, kid. Serve the Lord. Don't quit. Don't back off. Let's be together in heaven. Now, how that's going to look like, I don't, I don't even try to tell you. I don't know. You know, a husband and wife thing in heaven. What? I'm going to be married to Esther forever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come on. I can't explain all that kind of stuff to you. But let us remain victorious. If you're wavering right now in your Christian walk, if you're watching online, come on. Be victorious. Do the stuff that, knows, that you know helps you to be victorious in your Christian life. Do that stuff. It helps you. Don't say, I'm going to quit. Coming to church is really important. It helps me. I love being here. I miss being here. It helps me. Well, almost the first thing people do is when they get in a, a difficult thing or something's pressing down them, they say, oh, I'm not going to church today. No, no, no. Come on. Choose the right road. It helps. Read your Bible. Do you ever read your Bible and then it doesn't make sense to you? And you say, oh, well, fool with it. Oh, no, no. Don't do that. How about praying? Be in prayer. I don't know. Sometimes my prayer just seems to go there and come down. I don't care. I'm going to pray. The Bible says in the book of Daniel, where he prayed to the Lord and the answer didn't come, didn't come, didn't come, didn't come. The Lord said, I heard you the first day. I heard you the first day. Whether Daniel felt it or he didn't feel it, it doesn't matter. Do what you need to do to be victorious. This is, this is important. So heaven is full of victorious people. Let's go to the next letter. Letter E. You already had E up above, so you could be writing some of those ones you wrote up there, which I didn't choose. But you can write. Write it. it. It would be fun to see how much we coincide in these letters at the end. All right. It could be that you put the word eager there. You know, I'm, I'm really finding people my age and older, this is a characteristic. I'm eager to go. Do you know an old person like that? It says, I'm ready and I want to. Uh-huh, I'm eager. I think of everyone being involved in heaven. Anyway, the word I chose here is expectation. Expectation. First Peter chapter 1 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The living hope idea is what speaks into my heart right here. The great expectation I have. You know, again, 
people outside of Jesus, when you talk about this kind of stuff, they say, oh, you're weird, man. You're weird. Or I could never believe that or what. But it is so much a part of my life. I have a great expectation. And that great expectation just gives me energy. It gives me hope. It gives me desire to serve Jesus. Whoever has this hope doesn't quit. You go on. This is our great, great, great expectation. I'm sorry for people who lose the expectation of heaven. May it be restored to you as you hear the word of the Lord. All right. H-E-A-V-E-N. Fill that blank in there. N. Mm. Nice. That's a nice word for heaven, isn't it? Nice. What other word? New, new heaven, new earth. That's another word. No tears. No tears in heaven. That's a song. Anyway, you see my shirt. You know what my ministry was at STT before? I was missions pastor, so I got the word nations in my message today. Nations. Matthew 28, 19, all authority is given me in heaven and earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the end of the age. In Revelation 5, 9, it says, the people who have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Revelation 24 says, uh, Revelation 21 says, the nations shall walk in the light of the Jesus in heaven. And then it says, they will bring their glory and honor from all nations. And in Revelation 22, it says, there's a tree in the middle of it for healing for all nations. SGT has been a really good example in the outreach to nations. And that's my encouragement to all of you as you work here in this church, young people as you are growing up in this church, pick up the mantle of the responsibility we have to reach the nations with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I told you before, the great joy I have in working at where I'm working is the training of missionary candidates for reaching the nations of the world. Don't stop. Don't stop. Keep up. Let us reach the nations. All right. I'm going to pray now. I'd like to pray over you. I want to pray over you people who have suffered, you've suffered loss, maybe physically. Grief is so much a voice in your ear, in your heart. And with the message of heaven today, you also hear another voice speaking to you. I'm going to pray over you. Then I'm also going to pray over you who are here in this audience 
Maybe you are young and you are just now hearing the voice of Jesus speak into your life that says, I want you for the nations. I want you for the nations. I'm going to pray over you. Some of you are sitting here, you've already heard that voice. And life catches you up. Whatever, you know how it is in our life. But now again, the Holy Spirit is saying, this is the time. I'm old. No, no. I'm older. And I know what it is like to say, oh God, what do you have for me to do? And for us older people, it's not time to quit. Pastor Matt spoke a wonderful message last week on our fatherhoodness, our desire to, to see people. So we're not quitting. Our giving, our praying, everything that's part of us. We know that life and lifestyle. And we're discipling, we're encouraging the younger generation. So I'm going to pray for you also. And then I'm going to pray for somebody who is here in this audience who you don't have the assurance that if I were to die today, I don't know if I would go to heaven. Or maybe you do know you would not go to heaven. And the Holy Spirit is now speaking to your heart, drawing you to Jesus. Jesus loves you, has died on the cross for you, and will give you life and assurance of that life. So I want to pray for you. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, I bless this congregation in the name of Jesus. I know who I am. And I know who I am as I stand before Almighty God. That the blessings of the Lord are ours through Jesus Christ. Let this church be blessed with the knowledge of what lies in front of us. I pray over people in this place who are grieving. I pray over people in this place whose sorrow racks their mind and heart. I pray over people who trouble has just followed them. And I pray now that the word of the Lord, of the great hope that we have, not escape hope, but life-giving hope, come upon them then I pray for those people who don't know Jesus and over their head lies a great cloud of God's wrath that right now today they will choose the destiny that God preordained from the beginning heaven I will be with God forever let Jesus minister to them. I pray these things in Jesus' name.